Live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning, Bobcat and Rattler fans, and welcome to today's Bobcat Radio. I'm your host, Kehlani DeLuna, and I am joined by my producer, Karis Lay, and my co-hosts, Justin, Pre- Justin Brown and Presley Davis. We've got a lot to cover in this episode we have planned today, where we'll talk about Texas State soccer, Texas State football, and even an interview with volleyball Texas State head coach Sean Hewitt and national sports as well. But before we get into anything, I'm going to give Presley the stage to hear a word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Alrighty, starting off with Texas Texas State Soccer. They do have a matchup this, or actually tomorrow, um, here at Bobcat Stadium. Is that what we call it? Bobcat Soccer Complex. Bobcat Soccer Complex at 7 p.m. So what are your predictions for this game this week? Well, I mean, you look at this Texas State Texas State team, and they were doing really great offensively. There was multiple games in a row they were winning, and then they get a draw, and they're starting to slow down a bit. So it's in the middle of the season. Conference play is continuing to go on. I think it's uh, now their fourth game in conference play now. And so, you know, it, a lot of fatigue comes into play. So you just got to make sure you don't get complacent as a team. And I think if you look at this game against Coastal Carolina, I mean, they're tied 3-3 three and three all time in the, in the last six times they've met. So this is going to be a close one. It's just not being complacent in your offensive set and continue to push the ball. Yeah, and kind of like you said, it's just that mindset. And, you know, it's kind of at a point of a season where you're kind of it's slowing down. You're trying to keep pushing through. I mean, your season started back in August, so it's been a long couple of months and so you're just trying to push through and get to the end of it you know I they have what maybe a month left if that so it's just kind of getting to the finish line and just giving it all you got the rest of the season and just making sure that you don't stay stationary you just keep getting that momentum and building up yeah and I mean you look at the Chanticleer team they've lost two straight three of their last four and they're going to be trying to get the ball in the net against someone like Caitlin Draper. If you don't know Caitlin Draper, she's done amazing for the Bobcats. She started past five matches in the goal. She's the goalie. She's leading all freshmen in the nation with a 900 save percentage. Do you know what that means? 90% of the time when that ball's <laughs> flying towards the net, her hands are on it, and that's no good. So that is an amazing stat to have at a goalie, and she's a freshman coming in. She's gotten defensive player uh, of Sunbelt Defensive Player of the Week already. And, you know, this Texas native, she's had made four saves apiece in the last three contests, so she's done amazing. 27 total saves right now. So amazing job for her, and uh, it'll be exciting to watch this Bobcat group face the Chanticleers. As we said, go support our Bobcats tomorrow at <laughs> Bobcat Bob Park at 7 p.m. Alrighty, so moving on, Texas State football. They're, they just won this past weekend, and now they're headed to Louisiana. My question for y'all is, what is a raging Cajun? Yeah, like, what is a raging Cajun? I don't <laughs> I, I have no thoughts. <laughs> can we search up the mascot? I don't know if I've ever seen a picture of this. Yeah, I, yeah go ahead. Funny story about the raging Cajuns. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it, I feel like Louisiana and any sport we always have a really tough time with them every year I don't know why but I agree it just always happens and so 
my first like true experience with the Raging Cajun was this summer when my friends and I went to the Sunbelt uh, Conference Championship for baseball in Alabama. And we were just sitting there. The Cajuns were playing Georgia State, I believe. And there was this woman. When you look up the definition of Raging Cajun, she shows up. <laughs> she was hollering and hooting and just like decked out. And we were like, oh, the fans show my up gosh. for Louisiana. It was they? the craziest thing. And she was like, Raging Cajun. And we were like, what are we doing here? Like, what in the world? And so we always make jokes like, hope she doesn't have a son on the football team. Or like, hope she doesn't have a daughter playing volleyball. Yeah. That was, to me, that's it. Like, when I think Raging Cajun now, I think of that woman. Yeah. And, you know, you think she was probably in the stands for the last 10 times these two teams have matched yeah. up because the Bobcats have never won against Louisiana Raging Cajuns in the past 10 years in football. Never, ever one. Maybe Bob, it'll be this year. May, wow, Paris. <laughs> it you will know, be this, this year. This team is making history every single Coming time they're back. on the field. You talk about that 17-point turnaround, actually 35-point second-half turnaround they had against Nevada State. That's now, I mean, that was one of the largest combat comebacks they had. Then they played against mm -hmm. Southern Miss. Now they have the best start they ever had since 2005. And if they beat this Raging Cajun team, they're going to be getting revenge from last year. They lost 41-13. to 41-13. This Bobcat team is completely different. I think everyone in here can agree. So it's going to be really fun to see Coach Kenny take them on. And Presley, as you're saying, yeah, those fans in the stands over there in Louisiana. Uh, and this game is going to be away in Louisiana. I so. wish it was here. Man, that would have been so fun. But, I mean, what have you all seen from these players? Like Ishmael Mahdi, he just gets a running back award. National um, Player of the Week. Shout yes. out to him. Yes, and, I mean, he 100% deserves it. Has over 236 yards, I believe, in that game against uh, Nevada State when he was here. And I've never seen a running back look like that at Texas State. I mean, he's breaking ankles left and right. And, I mean, he's going all the way. I saw him, I think, I don't know if it was him or someone else, but he did like a 90-yard return against, against, I think it was not against Nevada State, but the game before that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's been amazing to watch. And uh, I want to hear what you all think about this matchup. It's like Score said, prediction, I dare you. Oh, gosh. Okay, <laughs> hold on. Wow. Um, I mean, it's just been so fun, like, watching them. Because, you know, Last year, when we opened up the season at Nevada, it was like, I think that first quarter was like, okay, there's some hope. And then after that, it was like, okay, never mind. And then this year, it was kind of like the same thing, like, okay, what's going on? But, you know, after halftime, they came back. And also just the way you see G.J. Kinney just out there with the team, the way he's coaching and just the culture that he's creating is just, one, I mean, students are showing out to the games, and I think, the players are feeding off of that. And then just the recruiting for this team was awesome in the offseason, and it's really just paying off now. And, you know, during the spring they have the press conferences, and you can say all these things, but when the time comes you have to prove it. And I think the Bobcats have proven themselves already, and it's like we need two more games to be bowl eligible, I believe. Yeah, two so more. It's like because you're three crazy and yeah and crazy. It, it's 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 very insane to, to look at this team and all the the pickups they've had because i mean if you look in this last game against southern miss everyone was performing well ishmael Mahdi got 90 yards of his own we got denaro davenport 77 of his own malik hornsby backup quarterback not nah, more like backup running back this guy's crazy <laughs> 17 yards of his own you look at joey hobert the guy himself, not Mr. Joey Gonzalez, Joey Hobart, 126 <laughs> yards and a touchdown of his own, 10 receptions. Ashton Hawkins, he follows it up with 100 of his own off of five receptions. So, and Ishmael Mahdi, yeah, he's a running back. He still gave you 89 yards off of one reception. So, wow. This team offensively, uh, Louisiana is going to have to deal with a lot. Last year, you looked at that matchup, Raging Cajuns, 
we're against the Raging Cajuns. We ran the ball. This year will have to be something different. So score prediction, I think we win by two touchdowns. I feel like it will be a close game still. I'll say the Bobcats win this 21-14. Yeah. It's going to be a close game for sure. It's going to be a defensive one. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with a close game. <laughs> like maybe by a field goal. I Could you imagine if it comes down to a field goal? Could you imagine? Die oh <laughs> one point. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll discuss some Bobcat volleyball. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9. Welcome back. We will have Sean Hewitt here, uh, here interviewing the Texas State head volleyball coach. How are you doing today, Sean? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. So, Coach Hewitt, we saw that last weekend y'all faced against JMU, an opponent that y'all saw in the Sun Belt Conference last year in the tournament. How was how was it playing against this JMU team? We see you took a tough loss, but you saw great performances from Wunsch and KJ Johnson. How do y'all bounce back from that when you come back home? Yeah, you know, um, JMU is a good team, um, and it was our first time going up there, and so there was. Um, I it was hard because we don't love the losses, but I thought we got better last weekend. Um, we on Thursday night we did everything we needed to defensively and took care of what we needed to. We just didn't have any offense, and so that was kind of frustrating because we could have done some more things if our offense could have been on. And then the next night we we flipped it and we left Sam in for rotation to try to get a little more offense. Um, and Friday night actually was what I was telling my staff it was like the first time I felt our youth kind of be an issue like we hadn't been doing a lot of young things and on on that Friday I felt like we had control of the match a lot we just gave it away at times and we would make some what we call bonehead errors and give them free points and and we just didn't capitalize on some things we were doing and so again it's good because we are a young team and we've got to learn from that Um, but uh, definitely definitely not disappointed in some of the things we were doing. Yeah, and you talk about, like, learning from that. But, you know, you're getting to the heart of conference play. So what do you feel like that is the biggest team's – is the team's biggest strength going into conference play right now? Yeah, I think we're doing a really good job defensively. And um, we're just – we're really working on our our, – offense and getting KJ back is going to help that um, you know we've, we've definitely battled some injuries here early on and so there hasn't been a consistent lineup here lately and so I think now that we're, we're settled in we're back to being healthy knock on wood and, and getting some kids back on the court like hopefully you'll start to see us um, play a little more free and not so up and down. Yeah, and my question for you, Hewitt, is after playing against JMU or even ULM, what do you think the team can improve on the most? Yeah, you know, we want we we keep talking to we we need to be playing our best volleyball in November, and so we're working on a little bit of everything with a young team. Uh, we definitely are are working on not just one skill, um, but we've been really really harping on our defense and our serve receive. Those are some areas that I think we can um, not only just get better in. It helps us stay in matches, um, and it can separate us from a little bit of our conference. And then uh, when we're playing some teams that might have more offense than us, it kind of uh, helps us. Uh, eliminate some of the things that we can uh, can't control and so if we if we can pass the ball and we can dig the ball we put ourselves in, in good position to score Alrighty, um, Coach Hewitt, what's your mentality going in this week playing Louisiana? Yeah, we know Louisiana's a feisty team, um, and it's always a fun battle with them, and they're going to do a, a lot of things to try to frustrate us. And so we, we're, we're 
we're still at a point where we're focusing a lot on us. You know, we're doing our scattering reports and seeing some things that we, we can expose on them. But just with where we are at as a team, there's there's just a lot of focus on us. And, you know, we need to get our setter hitter connection back. We need to have our middles more involved um, to help our pins with the offense. And so we're watching our film and getting ready for Louisiana. But there's been a big focus this week on improving some of the things that we know we can control that are going to help us versus anyone we play. A hundred percent coach. And also a question I have is this team is very different from the team you had last year. As you know, only one returning starter and a lot of transfers, a lot of new pickups. I wanted to hear what are your thoughts on the impact KJ Johnson has made on this team so far? She's second right now in the Sunbelt conference with kills per set with 4.17 and she's fourth in the Sunbelt for points with an average of 4.47 per set, um, 26 in the country actually. So how has she impacted this team and has she become a sort of a leader on this team? Or Oh yeah. Oh, she's, she's done amazing. We just had a really good talk with her too. She was a Again, she had a little shoulder thing, and we needed to rest it so it didn't become a big issue. But it also, she didn't touch a volleyball for almost 12 days. And no matter how good you are, when you come back after not touching a volleyball for 12 days, it's it's you're off a little bit, you know. And so, um, it was good last weekend to get her back on the court, and um, she's been really good at practice this week, kind of back to herself. And so, I'm excited for this weekend. But just the things that she's doing as a leader on the court, off the court, um, she, she's been great for our program. And also, Coach, you know, we look at this this offseason you did have. You picked up a lot of great players like KJ Johnson, but also Samantha Wunsch, a great freshman on this team. She's done great things so far, 22 kills in that last game against JMU. How has she impacted the team so far and able to help with the offensive load with KJ out? Yeah, you know that that's Sam is a workhorse and she she is a competitor and so it's we she hasn't played back row that much um, but she has some natural ability back there and we just needed more offense and so we we kind of we don't want to put all the pressure on her because that's a lot for a freshman to handle but she's been handling it well she you know she had 22 kills on Friday night and led us in that category so it kind of takes a little bit of the pressure off KJ to feel like she has to get all the kills when we have two of those that that can get us double-digit kills every night, and then we have everyone else do their job, and I think that's where you'll see us start to settle in a little bit. Um, it's going to be really helpful for our team. All righty. Thank you so much, and thank good y'all. luck on Thursday. Perfect. Thank you all for all you do. All righty. So now we're going to get into some national sports. So Thursday night football, we have the Commanders and the Bears. Who do you all have? Thursday night football, Commanders and Bears. I mean, if you guys remember this matchup last year, it was on Amazon at Prime. And uh, I remember watching it, and I was like, how is this Thursday night football? These two teams were, I mean, atrocious last year. Now Commanders, Sam Howell, right? That's the quarterback, I think. I mean, yeah, yeah, it is. I'm right. Um, you know, they're playing against the Bears, and I think the Bears, they had that lead. I think it was a 28-point lead over the Broncos last weekend, and they completely lost it. And I think they lost that game, and so now they're 0-4 still. So what do you all think? I mean, I think uh, Commanders all day. I'm, I say Commanders all day, too. I mean, it's not – I don't have fun saying that, but – Yeah, yeah. Commanders for I sure. Agree. Commanders for sure. Also, how do you remember that it was on Amazon, Amazon Prime? Prime? Like, yeah. I remember, so hey, Amazon Prime video does memory. Every yeah. Thursday night You're football like, game is on Amazon Prime now. Thursday night true. football last year, Amazon Prime, 
Okay. Yeah. Not <laughs> not a, a shout specific. out whatsoever. You're not affiliated with Amazon Prime. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna switch a little gears here and get into the NBA NBA Media Day. Thoughts on Jimmy Butler's emo phase and the Heat? How will the Heat do this year? Thoughts? I thought personally it was funny, so I yeah. I enjoyed it. If listeners haven't seen this, I suggest you go on Google and type in Jimmy <laughs> Butler emo. Uh, he does this every year at the media days. He's a troll. He likes to change his hair up every time because it makes funny pictures. And what? how do I think the Heat's going to do? About the same as his haircut. Oh. Wow. wow. Hot take. Oh. I don't know. I think, I don't know. I, really, Miami, they needed Dame. They needed Damian Lillard, and we'll get into that soon. But, you know, this team, it, it's it's going to have to take a lot. You, it, the, what's worse? I don't know. I'm going to go on a little tangent here. Okay, if you get into, If you get into success... <laughs> How would you feel? Would you like being a team that gets to the playoffs every single year? Because every single year you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't get past it. Would you like to be that team and then have to do with the offseason? Be like, oh, man, Sounds we're just like going to do, do it again. <laughs> I, I know how that feels. Because <laughs> I would hate to be that team that's doing so good in the regular season. We make it to the postseason every year and we never do it. And that's that mindset they have right now. Like, man, I'm not going to do this one more year. I'm going to leave. So it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. I think Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, I think this whole squad, if they don't win it this year, everyone's going to be packing their bags because that's what we see happen with a lot of our big threes. I got Mr. Jackson here. I thought he was disagreeing with me over there, but yeah, I mean, what do y'all think? (laughs) What do y'all think about the heat this year? Tell me now. I do. (laughs) I I do agree with you. Like you said, like the big three after this year, if they don't make it towards playoffs or even a championship, then goodbye. Goodbye, right? Yeah. So you want to talk about Damien? So yeah, the big air. Dave and the Bucks, or should we say Giannis and the Bucks? Yeah, Giannis finally got his wish. Something, something great happened. But I know a lot of people were upset. And so you said something earlier, like this is the closest that we've got or off air to. Yeah, Kobe I'll tell you right now. Go, yeah, go I mean, on your rant. I believe Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo, or the closest thing, and this is a hot take. This is the closest thing we've seen since. <laughs> Kobe and Shaq in the 2000s. I mean, you have someone that's an, a complete paint beast. He's shooting 80% in the paint. And then you got Damian Lillard who can do a pick and roll three. He can do an alley-oop. He could drive, shoot at the mid-range. He can lay it up on your head. He could do anything. So this Bucks team, they gave up a lot for it. No more Drew Holiday. He's no. out the door. Now he's a Boston Celtic. Um, you know, a lot of things to give away. Grayson Allen. I mean, uh, no one gives up Grayson <laughs> Allen. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, this team, it, it, this Bucks team, I'm really excited to watch them this year. I would say now acquiring Damian Lillard on the Bucks, I believe this is going to be a first seed in the East or a second seed in the East. I know that's really hard to say, but I'm going for it all the way to the top. Um, also, some interesting parts about this trade. It was a three-way trade. So yes. DeAndre Ayton now is on the Portland Trailblazers. He leaves the Suns. So that's a huge thing as well. So this young core, Anthony Simmons, and players up there on the West Coast from Portland, now they have a great big man with DeAndre Ayton. And I've always, I've always said, DeAndre Ayton. Ayton. <laughs> Man, when I watched him in that Suns game against the, the Bucks, I was like, just give it to Ayton. What are you doing? Booker yes. is just going to brick every mid-range shot I've seen. I don't know. I go on a tyrant about that, but I'll let Presley talk. I mean, you said it all. I mean, <laughs> also, I hope Taylor wasn't listening when you're Oh, I don't care about, about the Suns. Speaking of a young nether group that's shocked over the offseason, the Utah Jazz. They have a young, great squad, and I'm excited to see what they do this season with all these people, their trades, and 
Yeah. I mean, John Collins now John on Collins, the Jazz, that's, that's insane. That defensively, that's going to help a lot defensively yes, on the side of the ball. A, a Colin Sexton over there as well. I mean, Colin mm-hmm. Sexton, Jordan Clarkson, Clarkson, John Collins. That's a young group. That's, that's a really great gonna group. Going to get active on defense for sure. Yeah, so you've had a lot of hot takes. What's your hot take on the Utah Jazz now? <laughs> oh, no, no hot take on the Utah Jazz. Uh, just... Just not a not a place many players want to go to right now because they lost Donovan, they lost Rudy, as yeah. we know, last year. And but Laurie Markinen, that guy is a shooter. This guy can score anything from outside. He's amazing. Um, he's nicknamed the Finisher because he's from Finland <laughs> and he's Finnish. You get it? Um, but yeah, uh, love this Utah Jazz team. Excited to see them do things, but I don't think. Uh, I think I'm being honest right here. Seven seed play in team. That's what you I think. Am. It's going to take. A- take them a while to get working together before oh, yeah. it's going to be like seven seven losses in a row some point in the early weeks of the seasons and then they're going to get it together okay another team that we were talking off off air was the boston celtics how do we think that jason tatum and Jalen brown are going to step up this season do you guys want me to talk again or do you want to <laughs> i have no input <laughs> okay i i'm sorry this let me tell like, you about the boston okay. Celtics this if is a don't rare know. form justin right now and i think we're thoroughly enjoying it yeah <laughs> i never co-host all right listen. <laughs> the boston celtics right now they acquire chris Stapps porzingis the seven foot unicorn who's short and shooting shots from three-point land he can dunk on your head they gave away drew holiday drew holiday is now gone God. drew holiday yeah. is now I mean, wait, why am I saying that? They got Drew Holiday. What Drew, am I talking they about? Got Drew, I yeah, they just got, they got Drew, Drew Holiday. Holiday. <laughs> Drew Holiday, if you know anything about what he did for the Bucks, a great facilitator, a great player, he's going to do great things on this team. Derek White, if you don't know, just shaved his head. Yeah. Feel bad for him. I don't think it was a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Al Horford, wow, he's staying for another season. I don't know if you know anything about Al Horford. He's 37 years old. I guess yeah. he's going for LeBron, um, trying to be the oldest player playing. But, yeah, I mean, Jason Tatum, great as well. He's led the league in scoring last year. He's done great. Um, I don't see anything changing. I think this is going to be his his year. I feel like his he needs to make, he needs to have a statement year. Every single time he's getting the playoffs, um, you know, he's playing against the Warriors. They lose in the finals. Yeah. This is his breakout year if he's going to do anything. He has the pieces around him. This is his year where he can stand out and say, you know, what, I can lead these talent this talent that we just picked up in the offseason. So I, I'm really excited to see the Celtics. I'd say they're a third seed in the East. Third. Yeah, definitely for sure. I agree that Jason Tatum definitely needs to have a breakout season this year. This is what his seventh year, I believe, media day that he posted. This is his seventh year in the NBA, so he needs to get going. And he's still <laughs> young, too, so might as well. And, you know, the great thing is if you look at around players' seven-year mark, that's when they have their a peak, peak year. Because yep. guess what? Jordan drafted 1984. Seven years later, 1991. What do you do? What do you do in 1991? You want a championship. <laughs> oh, what do you do in 92? Championship. championship. What do you do in 93? Championship. championship. Back what LeBron do? Oh, wait. Yeah, Thomas Terry, I'm talking to you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. How do, oh. Go, go, go ahead. I was going to say, how do y'all feel? Like, isn't LeBron James supposed to be on the USA team for the Olympics? Actually, um, who just... Someone just... KD and Stephen Curry just said yes. They're in for Paris 2024. Yeah. Wow. That's going to be an insane <laughs> so team. LeBron? I'm going to stay up at 3 I'm going to watch those games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, yeah, I don't, uh, you're asking what I think about that. I think LeBron uh, completely deserves to be on the team. I mean, he is, uh, not only is he a legend in the NBA, but he's a legend on Olympic basketball as well. Mm -hmm. We saw what he did in Rio back in the day in 2016. Um, This team is going to do great things. Um, I I have no doubt. Uh, They won the gold last year. And I mean, last Olympics, I believe. So, uh, yeah, USA basketball, they always like to show up. We know the dream team back in the day with Jordan, Charles Barkley, all that. And it's been the same since the 80s. 
Um, but it'll be fun to see who can compete. And I also love to bring this up while we're talking about Olympic basketball. Nothing's more fun than watching players in the NBA go play for their actual home team. I love seeing, mm -hmm. like, Ricky Rubio go play for Spain, stuff like that. Um, so it's really exciting time of the year, and, and it's just only one year away, one summer. Next One summer, summer. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, super exciting. I'm so, excited to see Simone Biles. I'm excited for the Olympics. Like, so as you can tell, we're excited for NBA, and the NBA officially kicks off October 24th. So in 20 days, be ready and get your I'm popcorn. Ready. Okay, quick question for this pa this weekend: Horns up or horns down? What are we rocking? Horns with? up, baby. Horns up this weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll say horns up this weekend. Playing against Oklahoma, uh, this Texas team undefeated right now. So. Someone has to walk away with a one loss yeah, this season, um, and I think I really I want UT to walk away still undefeated. Um, Grace Reddick and I will proudly say this boomer sooner. I'm I'm sorry, wow. like just that's yeah. a hot. Take I got a yeah, hot station. take. Boomer sooner this weekend for sure. I say horns up because, like, obviously the Texas team. I don't really have anything against the Longhorns unless. They're playing the Bobcats, I guess, you know, but yeah. also traffic wise, if they win, everyone's going to stay in Dallas like the rest of the day <laughs> and not be coming back sad on 35 and just kind of make that yeah. a whole mess. So it's like then Sunday 35 yeah. can be a mess. So what, like, what time is the game? Six? <laughs> no, it's like it's in the afternoon. It's an afternoon. Eleven? Let's At see. eleven. OK, I so I want to say I know it's like a day game, but I they always do it early. I don't know. Like that's one of the biggest games in. Why it's not a night game? Yeah, I don't know. it should. A night game would be better, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could go to the fair all day long. Well, I mean, it's eleven a.m. Yep, eleven a.m. I mean, a and M and Arkansas. Sorry, Bama. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> theirs was like midday, like morning, midday. Yeah, a lot of these big games. I don't, I don't know. know why. I feel all like in just, Dallas for whatever. I feel reason. like night games give like a vibe to something and a lot more like to the atmosphere. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because, no, I mean, you got to think of a lot of the fans. What are the fans doing? You know, they're, exactly. they're drinking, right? No yeah. one's going to be drinking at 11 a.m. I mean, uh, go for it. But, yeah. You'd be surprised what college students can do. Yeah. <laughs> so. Right. Okay, before we head out, we're going to bring up our Tally Tuesday. So we posted on our Instagram at KTSW899. Um, who do we think is going to win the WNBA finals? And so it, if, we, if you know, it's the Aces and the Liberty. And we have 85% um, of our fans voted for the Aces and then 15% for the Liberty. So what are y'all's thoughts? Oh, yeah, I'm going for the Aces. You know, the Aces, uh, Asia Wilson, she's done a great, great, she's had a great year. And, I mean, there's a lot of, you talked about before we got on air, a lot of the yeah. the, the the drama between these two teams. Yeah, uh, um, so if you don't know, Asia Wilson is a great person who came from South Carolina that's with the Aces, and she has a two-time MVP. And so the Liberty also, Brianna Stewart just won her second MVP. So I feel like this is going to be a great game, like defensively, especially if, like, Asia Wilson is not double teamed and all that. So I feel like the Aces are definitely going to have to bring out their leaders. And, like, Kelsey Plum's really going to have to step up and do her, her thing as well. Yeah, I I don't watch <laughs> women's basketball. I barely watch the NBA as it is, so I have no input. But when I I just closed my eyes and picked for the Tally Tuesday, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. I think like eighty percent of people picked the Aces. Yeah, eighty-five percent. I the top one is that, is that the Aces? <laughs> yeah, the Aces. And also too, Option in a. like WNBA history, this is going to be the first time two former players like lead the finals as head coaches. So. 
this is gonna be like I said, this is gonna be a great series to watch. So don't don't tune in, tune in. Do, do y'all watch? Do y'all watch the the China Open for tennis or no? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. I was just gonna say Coco Golf like won her first, like I think it was <laughs> one of her games. But anyway, oh yeah, she won the U.S. Open. Now she's over in China playing the China yes, Open. Yes. Okay, so yeah. we're gonna send it off to how you Justin. Stream that. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon Prime. <laughs> we're gonna send it off to Justin real quick for a weather update. What's up, y'all? Let's talk about the weather today. <laughs> high of ninety six, low of seventy three. That's coming this evening. And um, today, only expect fifteen percent chance of rain. But tomorrow, that's where the rain's coming. Ninety percent chance of thunderstorms low of 68 of high of 82 that low and high will stay the same around the week got a low of 60 on friday 52 on saturday high of 86 and 76 for those days correspondingly but yeah it's going to be a dry weekend don't expect no rain which is going to come tomorrow I'm, when is that cold front coming in isn't there something oh next week is supposed to be way cooler i'm super excited for it i'm looking at next week still highs in 80 so i don't know oh. well, well, I mean, cold. Cold. that is cold in texas yes. <laughs> <laughs> i mean like the low is like 70 some, it's like in the 70s. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's coming. Hey, when it's a double digit, it's a good day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it is. It truly is. But it's a little humid outside right now. Yeah. So, yeah, so like hopefully humidity. that rain comes in the cold front for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the time we have to, for today's episode. Don't worry, though, because there's going to be another episode of Bobcat Radio the same time on Friday. If you enjoyed this episode of Bobcat Radio and want to continue to hear more, then make sure to keep up with us at KTSW Sports on all social media. For Justin Brown, Karis Lay, and Presley Davis and Kilani, I'm your host, and thank you for listening to this Wednesday's edition of Bobcat Radio. Now let's get you back to the other side of the radio.